0: Hey, this is Sarah and Jess, and we're here to talk about why our brains are such a mess. We're just two bipolar babes shouting out what everybody is so hush-hush about. So let's get into it with today's episode. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I drove for like the second or third time in my life for like two hours and yeah, it was the scariest but most exhilarating time of my life. So there we are and now we're here. Wow, congratulations, I guess. Like that's really, I am very impressed.
1: I have a driver's license, but I am terrified of driving. I haven't driven in years. Um, so good for you for like doing one of the most terrifying things human beings do
0: (laughs) it seriously (laughs) is my My body and like seriously like my little behind was like clenched to the max the whole time like I couldn't feel my behind or my leg like I was so anxious but (laughs) hey we made it home and we made it on time for the podcast so here we are okay yeah so um I'm Sarah Jickling I am a musician and I live with bipolar disorder and I'm Jessica I'm a business student and I too live with bipolar disorder So
1: let's just start off really quickly. How are you feeling today Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is completely depressed, 10 is completely manic,
0: and 5 is stable and fine? I think I'm feeling today at like a 5.5, definitely lower than my usual like hypomania state that we've been in over the last month and a bit and I Mm -hmm. think that has to do with just being so tired from that drive and just my nervous system just so shot so that's where I'm at how about you I think I'm I think I'm hanging out at a four because
1: I um I've just been really, um, addicted to a, a video game lately. It happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been doing a lot of nothing. Uh, and so normally in order to get myself up to that five, I got to like exercise like crazy. Um, and really the most exercise that I've had today was walking over to my computer to talk to you. So mm-hmm. oh, oh, it'll be okay. actually we actually have um somebody else here with us today yes we do Do you want to
0: introduce her yes so we have my friend Jess the other Jessica the better Jessica Jess number one (laughs) it's an ongoing joke in our friend group because Jess is the one that bakes and is the knower of all and cooks delicious food and has a tidy home and does everything superbly. And I'm not that person. I can't (laughs) bake or cook or anything like that. You're all getting food poisoning if you're coming over (laughs) to my house for dinner. But um, (laughs) so that's Jess number one and I'm Jess number two. And um, yeah, so Jess and I, I guess we've known each other for what now, like eight years, nine years?
2: almost nine years yeah
0: yeah that's crazy um yeah so Jess why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself
2: hi guys long time (laughs) listener first time guest (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I'm I'm Jess uh you can tell the difference between us by the lack of the ICA at the end of our name yeah uh yeah um (laughs) I'm really, I'm actually super glad that you did the embarrassing thing where you're like, oh, Jess is like so amazing and does all that stuff because that uh, really, really set me up for my explanation that that is all a facade, Uh, (laughs) just entirely a well-curated facade. Um, I, yes, I do bake uh, and yes, my house is sometimes clean, (laughs) Um, but I I have been the helper, carer, make writer for people in my life uh, pretty much since I was old enough to to help with anything. It was just like, it was the thing that you did. Um, I come from a, a family of, of helpers. Uh, and so the idea that you are, you know, okay to take care of everyone else is just like, you know, it's a, it's a predetermined thing in my life. Like regardless of how okay I am, I have to be okay enough to present a united front of okayness to the outside world and take care of the people I need to take care of. Just to dive right into our mental health theme,
1: that's a total uh, coping um, sort of role that people play. I know that in when there's siblings, often um, one sibling will be the helper sibling, and the other sibling will be the like falling apart sibling. Or say it's like a, a parent, like a parent and a child. And basically, if you have certain things that are in your life that are unstable, then you become the person who has to make them stable, whether you like it or not. I know that could be. Um, I know I have my sister as a as a helper,
2: so nail I... on the head <laughs> I'd like just want yeah absolutely um yeah I had to be the person who was very okay for other people and to take care of other people and it got to a point uh and it still is where if if other people are okay if things are okay then that equates to me being okay which mm. is right super not the case and I cannot stress that enough to everybody is like gotta, gotta be able to take care of yourself first.
1: Well, let's just really um, quickly uh, or, you know, as quick as you like uh, give us a little bit of a cliff notes version of your mental health journey. Cause we didn't just invite you on cause you're super cool, um, <laughs> you are, but you actually have a lot of experience with mental health as well. So would you mind like just telling us a little bit about, you know, your mental health journey and, and,
2: where you are now? Absolutely. Uh, so, very much like Jessica, uh, my mental health journey kind of started when I left my my family home at 19. Like there was rumblings before then, but um, when I left my house at 19, it was like, all right, I'm I'm out of here. I'm doing my own thing. You know, my my family had their ideas of what was up with me, and and again because like there were loads and loads of signs uh, in high school that like things weren't weren't amazing like I was really really smart but I, if you lined up every single one of my report cards you know kindergarten to 12th grade um, needs to apply herself more would probably be on every single one of them <laughs> um, which I think a lot of us can kind of <laughs> relate to um but then you know I, I took a gap year after high school and and moved in with um, my partner who I'm actually still with um we we uh, moved in at 19 in this absolute terrible place, <laughs> terrible, terrible, yes. you know, sweet <laughs> just, uh, and it, but it was our, it was our own place. And, um, once I was kind of out on my own and, and was standing on my own two feet and, and also trying to, um, you know, reconcile a, an adult relationship with that as well and work and, you know, eventually go back to school. It became really apparent that there were some things that were not, um, you know, the way they should be, or like normal, whatever normal is. Um, so I went through the process of, you know, going to doctors and getting, uh, the, you know, common, most three commonly prescribed antidepressants that they just cycle through right at the start on MSP. (laughs) Ciprolex. Yep. It's the first (laughs) one. (laughs) (laughs) Always Ciprolex. (laughs) Tracidone. Um, and I can't remember the third, but okay. Yeah. And I love uh, how just like, don't to
0: interrupt, but I love how like the three of us just like start going in like this one, this one, this one, this one. <laughs> this one?
2: Did, you, yeah. did they give you this much? Like how much did they give you a pill cutter with it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, oh. <go> on, yes. <laughs> Always a nightmare. But uh, yeah, so I went, I went through that and um, I, I was not getting better. I was, you know, one thing would get better. Another thing would get worse. And then, you know, the medication switches would happen and that would you know throw me into this major depressive cycle oh yeah um and it ended up with me uh on uh, abilify a couple of years ago um and abilify you know for the for the people who it works for it's amazing um for me did not work uh and ended up you know causing a rather long term like depressive issue uh but did give me the space to kind of start to realize that um i was consistently, um, trying to throw like medication and like quick fixes at a problem without doing the, the work that for me was very necessary. And that was for, for my mental health journey was understanding that, you know, all the, all the times that I said that I wasn't okay and not Mm -hmm. honoring that, you know, what the reality was for me was Mm -hmm. not doing my, myself any favors and, and, you know, repeatedly lying to myself, repeatedly saying like, uh, this will work this, you know, it, it wasn't helping. So I was then able to move into this space of okay, let me let me look at this from a maybe non-Western perspective, and that's where we kind of get into the um, hippie adjacent, <laughs> let's call it <laughs> space. Um, but I, I was raised in a very Western medical space. Like my mom is a nurse. There are doctors in my family. Um, my grandmother was a nurse. Like the idea that you you know doctors know what they're talking about, they have your very best interest at heart at every single step of the way. And um, you just, you needed to trust them and have like that kind of blind faith, uh, as well as, you know, the system that they're operating in is perfect and going to work for you. And uh, none of those things are true, <laughs> like necessarily. Yeah. So, yeah, so I
0: feel like we both grew up in a environment and of blind faith, like yeah. our, the culture that we grew up in, the Um, like when we started going through our mental health journey, it was all blind faith. Like it was all just fix, fix, fix with pills, 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 like no, like counseling, no therapy, no, like really wanting to like, get like deep and dirty into these like issues. It was just like, I have a life to live and you know, I don't have time for this right now. And I just need to get this fixed and we just need to move forward. Like I don't have time for this instead of being like, you know, this is totally a part of me, like, I need to understand that I'm going to have this forever. And I just need to live with it instead of trying to, you know, get rid of it.
2: Yeah. And and I think that was, you know, for me, a huge part. It was like, I've, I've always been okay. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was the thing. And that was something that, you know, my parents and I, I love them both, like, but both of them have always been like, all right, well, you know, Jess, the older sibling, she's going to be okay. Like she's going to be okay, regardless of what's going on. She's going to be okay. And that's, you know, I I tell myself that when things are like, I'm going to be okay. I know that because I always have been okay, but it is very acceptable to not be okay. <laughs> it's super mm-hmm. duper is. And I needed to hear that. Like really, I need to hear that every day. Honestly, like I need someone to tell me that every day. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So um, with the whole like hippie adjacent <laughs> thing when we're in the state reaching out to whatever we can at that point and trying to find that fix and I know Sarah can definitely speak to that as well I think you guys will have a lot to speak about this mm-hmm. well, uh, yeah I I mean
1: in my journey and maybe this is because I'm an artist and I like live among artists um but I definitely had a very opposite experience where Medication was like bad. Mm. Big pharma conspiracy theory. Bipolar totally. doesn't exist. You really just need to balance this and blah blah blah. Like, go on this diet. Try this this concoction. I'm not even going to tell you what's in it. It's called Brain Power. It's two hundred dollars. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh and, and um, you know, yeah. I was like, I spent thousands and thousands of dollars and I was working minimum wage jobs. Like I, it was like everything I had. Um, and I did that for years and years. Whereas it sounds like you guys, you guys did the like, okay, trying all the bills thing, which also <laughs> is a nightmare. So yeah. <laughs> I think when we are feeling, um, when we're, when we're feeling like we need to fix ourselves, we try we are desperate and we just kind of try, try anything and put ourselves through, through hell. And, um, Jess, you were starting to talk about how you, you sort of went to, is this the right word to like Eastern medicine or, or complementary um, medicine or something?
2: I would say non, non-Western, uh, or non-traditional is a good yeah. way okay. to put it. It kind of encompasses a, a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, like I, so I probably, you know, given a different set of circumstances would have been a prime prime uh target for victimization uh within the you know MLM wellness MLMs as well as like predatory healthcare. Again, like this is something you can apply to to people experiencing chronic physical illness as well. Like it's um I think today Uh, there's a, a, an article that dropped um, about Lady Gaga. She's, she's got fibromyalgia and just like how Mm -hmm. she's had to experience treatment for that. And it's so common. And because of the nature of illness and, and the like the, the culture of shame around it, we don't talk about it. And, and all of us experience a, you know, a, a dip in our health, physical, mental, whatever, at some point in our lives and because we're socialized not to talk about it um, and internalize it and make it our failure. It, it's so hard for us to accept it as just a reality of the human condition. Mm-hmm. So you go through all this stuff with your predatory, predatory practitioners, you go spend all your money. You still aren't fixed. You still haven't found the secret. You've paid all this money, You've done all of these things and you're still not right somehow. Mm-hmm. And you rinse and repeat from, you know, people who are going to align your chakras, like all of these things, and you're still not better. And it all hinges on this idea of a cure. yeah, and uh-huh. as of right the second, we can't cure mental illness. We can alleviate symptoms, but we can't uh-huh. cure it. So this uh-huh. idea for people experiencing chronic and mental, uh, chronic like mental and physical illness, this idea of a cure, this attitude of cure is so unhelpful. It's so unhelpful. It's actively harmful. Yeah. Because there's no cure. It's just, it's making it manageable. It's it's getting symptoms low enough so that you can function in this neurotypical world that we're living in but you there, you're, there's nothing to cure. It's just, it's you. So for me that like my turning point for my mental health was when um, I accepted that there was, there was no cure for, for me and there was nothing to be cured. Like I, I've gotten so many different diagnoses, diagnoses um, from when I've seen different doctors, like not one of them has agreed with each other because I'm this like high functioning person who can yeah pull it together in a snap but has these features of OCD and ADHD who goes through major depressive episodes major anxiety issues but also has like tons of energy to do like other weird stuff um and it ebbs and flows and so for for me what was the real shift was when I did um some somatic work and for people who don't know what somatic work is it's um it's treating the the brain and body as though they're one. And that like the, the mantra kind of is, is like the body remembers. So like trauma, things that have happened to you have, um, they live in your body. Like, you know, for me, as I think I was mentioning earlier before we started recording that I keep all my tension in like my, my neck and shoulders. And regardless of how I'm actually feeling, like I could tell you, like, I don't feel stressed and I'm like locked up up here and my body knows I'm stressed. And for me, recognizing that the brain and body are, you know, they're one and going through some somatic work, doing that, doing a lot of inner child stuff, shake and cry and the whole nine yards. It was incredibly helpful to me. And it was a massive shift um, for me. And not only in depression, but in anxiety, I suddenly able to be so much more mindful and I'm able to recognize, you know, symptoms as they're starting to crop up. And give them the space and give them the, the attention they need while not allowing them to, to affect my life in the way that they would have and affect my, my um, emotions and my ability to just carry on. And so I've seen this like trend upward for myself as I've continued to work with that. Um, not everyone is going to have that experience. And so while I would, you know, recommend looking into somatic work for people, especially people who've experienced um, trauma that they're not really willing to accept or, or necessarily give the space to whether because it's admitting something to themselves, a number of reasons. That's fine. It worked for me, might not work for everybody. (laughs) But uh, I'm a fan and it was helpful, but I will not sit there and you know stump for for somatic therapy and just be out there like you should be off your meds like you just need to lie on a floor and do breath work and cry mm-hmm. a lot and talk to your inner child like no that's that mm-hmm. is not for everybody and that will likely not replace your medication mm-hmm. but you could, it's do helpful both, I don't know right? <laughs> who knows I could do you do both. Both? Yeah,
0: yeah I could could do do
1: because both. Both. I, I, I actually have been looking into somatic therapy as an option of something that I might try and like I think that that doesn't mean I'm not also like super grateful that I'm on the right medication as well. Like I, I'm all, I'm all about like doing all the different things that, that make you feel better and that no one thing will, will help you. I, I think it always has to be like a bunch of things. And that is also why I spent so long in scam territory as well is because so many people just looking for your money, offer you a cure, and if you Google bipolar disorder, you will read that it's a chronic um, mental illness that most people have to be on medication for their whole lives. I googled it, and I was like, "Oh my god, no! I don't want this to be my whole life." So I rejected the diagnosis, and I went to all these different people who told me, "No, all you have to do is this. All you have to do is this, and then, and then you'll this is you'll be cured, right?" And so, whether it's through uh, a medical professional or a woman who your friend told you to go see like or 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 an mlm that you somehow uh signed up for on facebook when
0: you didn't even realize it was an mlm you like, showed
2: up at a hilton ballroom on a saturday at 1 yeah, p.m
0: yeah oh and Jess, do you mind just desc- um just explaining what mlms are to
2: oh, those yeah, who don't
0: know what that is yeah
2: so mlms uh, or multi-level marketing um some people would maybe know them by the older term, which is a pyramid scheme. they don't like that <laughs> term at I think all it's <laughs> a,
1: I think it's illegal to call them that I think that's why people now call them MLms, but it's yeah. what they are yeah they're trying
2: to they're actually trying to take that word word and make it a very positive like oh yes, it's multi-level marketing yeah, but it's just yeah if you're someone who does math or, you know, goes on Reddit and looks at people who do math, like it it doesn't take long to figure out that it's just not a sustainable business model Mm -hmm. and how it sustains uh, from a top-down sort of uh, situation is by um, exploiting people uh, lower down the rung. So if like, you know, in Avon, actually Avon's probably not the best example, but like Amway or something uh, were to come to your door, like she's the, she, uh, I say she again this is a, you know very uh, MLM's are very pink collar it's mostly women um and it's mostly women who are trying to earn money uh who are you know not working like full time or are working multiple jobs it's Or like the mommy yeah
0: or like yeah. The, or like moms stay at home moms and things like yeah. that who are looking for just that bit of independence and that security it's yeah, it's not. Yeah, the, it, yeah, it
2: can be very predatory because oftentimes you have to purchase, like if it's a supplement or a cleaning product or whatever, you have to purchase a lot with the idea that you're going to sell,
0: uh, mm. or
2: sign other people up. So oftentimes people lose like very large amounts of money, uh, to MLMs, um, very, very few people make, make good money off of, off of it. And it is a pred- predatory by nature. So anyway, that's wellness MLMs, um, oftentimes, they have a very good in with people. Like everybody wants to be healthy. You can be the richest person in the world. You can have everything that you want. You don't have anything if you don't have your health. Uh So if someone comes to your door saying, I have the secret to dealing with your fibromyalgia to dealing with your chronic, you know, disorder, mental, physical, whatever, oftentimes that can be enough to motivate people to either enter into relationships with these companies that are, you know, not, not in their best interest, uh, or in in your case, Sarah, just be taken for as much money as they could take before you know that ended. So it's a super common thing that happens. Predatory healthcare is is a thing the world over. People travel for it. It happens within our communities. Like it is, it's super common, um, and it's really, really, really terrible. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's just terrible and um, morally reprehensible. <laughs> so, what are some
0: um what are some like scammy fixes like mental health fixes you guys like Sarah you've happened upon and also Jess you've happened upon because personally the only thing that I've come across for mental health healing is crystal healing and Jess is giggling over Zoom right now
2: (laughs) I'm sorry I just remember going to your house one day and you were talking to the rocks (laughs) (laughs)
0: okay I'm not kidding guys like I was those crystals were absolutely like when I was trying to find something to help me those crystals were everything to me I was not Mm -hmm. just using them as a like supplement to my medication. I was not just anything like that. Like I had crystals underneath my mattress. I had yeah. them above my bed. I had them in the living room, in the kitchen, in the office. In- Did you put them in your bra? Yes. Yes. At me work. too. Yep. Yes. Hey, I, had them in my, yes I had them in my
1: purse. This is something a practitioner will
0: tell you to do. Yes. <laughs> I had them. I walked into a store. I won't say where, um again privacy and things like that but i walked into a store and i said i have bipolar I am suffering from, you know, like this, 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 and that, like, these are my symptoms. Like I have like really intense depression and I have really intense mania. Like, what do you have? And they're like, oh, well, you know, we're going to give you, um, the lithium stone. And I'm like, oh yeah, people take lithium. So this must be true. If I hold the stone, then maybe I won't need to take the actual medication. He did not give you a hunk of lithium. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, no, I'm sorry, but I have no idea. Like I have no experience with MLMs. I'm like living under a rock when it comes you, to them.
2: You know, it's honestly it's the the one that really pops out for me is um, Young Living slash DoTerra, um, mm-hmm. and which really again things I will lose friends over. <laughs> um, oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got, I I love essential oils. I really me do. Like, I, they're great. Yeah. I put <gasps> them all oh! over my body. Oh, oh those you, is do a you little... have them in your house right now? I
0: have, I have one of their oils. I have one have of two them. of their oils.
2: Okay. Yeah, they get. Yeah. I mean,
0: they're. I was the, gifted the, it. I, the oils I didn't are
2: nice. Buy, I didn't buy they're, it. They're they're yeah. nice, but they're not going to cure your bipolar disorder. No. <laughs> and the people. Like, oh gosh, the people involved. Yeah, um, it's honestly, it's not it's not the companies so much because they're the companies have to tow a particular like legal line. Like they can't be like, this is going to cure this. This is going to do this. Um, but they can, you know, quote unquote, talk to the the people who are reselling, like talk to the downstream people and like w- what they're saying as distributors, if it's not in line with like what the company actually has on their like boilerplate website, whatever it is, the, the website, and the, the company itself is not super on the hook. Right. So if you're just, if you run into like someone Jane Doe on the street, who is just like, you have bipolar, have you tried the, you know, doTERRA mental illness pack that has, you know, these capsules and these capsules and this bar and these drops. And mm-hmm. if you just try that for a week, your symptoms are going to go away. All of these, like, that person saying that to you is not the company saying that to you, which allows for this like legal protection, but also allows for all of these people who believe that, you know, the oils are, are going to cure whatever to say, whatever they want to people to sell the oils. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I, I think that young living is definitely the one that, that pops up for me because it, and there's a series on Netflix right now called unwell I don't mm. super agree with all of the with the way that they portray all of their um, all of the topics that they cover because they they tend to be very like oh, you decide without you know necessarily mm. showing all the bad parts of of certain um, treatments. But I think their essential oil uh, episode is really good and it's the first one. So if you have Netflix, watch Unwell and just watch the essential oils one because it's so. Mm good and and that's one thing that i also wanted to say is that a lot of these things there's a tiny bit of truth which is why it's very hard to tell um when something is is like is fake because yeah essential oils have been proven to um reduce anxiety
0: like lavender rub that thing all over me at night so like (laughs) so
1: like and and it's like it's But unfortunately, it's very bad to ingest them. I mean, like, and it's
0: not going to fix your... not going to fix much except for your anxiety. And, um, and and, it won't even fix your anxiety because your anxiety is something that you live with. Well, it will, it's yeah, it will relieve. Yeah. It's like a spot treatment.
2: (laughs) It is is an pill for your anxiety.
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But if you are like, I mean, if you, (laughs) if you are considering, um, unfriending just because she said that I would highly recommend, first uh listening to the episode of behind the bastards podcast about the creator of young living because oh my god that guy when you listen to his life story you will suddenly you will um your eyes will be opened I I think that guy's out of his mind uh,
2: (laughs) and yeah yeah it's I yeah I yeah I I struggle with the with the um essential oils because like I I've, they've had such a positive effect in my life in like so many ways, but like none of them have had to do with my mental health. Like no, with they the exception
1: smell nice of
0: a lovely bath. Like
1: yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> they it smell it, nice, it, they make
0: my house smell good, they make me smell good, and it makes me happy, thus yeah. I like them.
2: Things have but, power. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's certain, like, you know, turmeric is a good example. It has anti-inflammatory properties. But like, how turmeric and like curcumin, the active active part of uh, turmeric, is extracted for pills versus is extracted for oils are so different. So like, taking yes. those internally are going to have different effects. And it's just if you are not a you know a botanist or a chemist. Or again, yeah. and I cannot stress this enough, a doctor. Yeah. Me, how you feel about how something is going to react in your body is not the reality. And I like I can't so many people who live intuitively, it's like, well, I feel like this is gonna be good. I feel better when I have this. Like this is and but our brains can trick us into untold amounts of nonsense. Oh yeah. Like given the right factors, like your brain can tell you while you're, you know, having an ice cube pressed to your skin, that it's a red hot poker, like, you know, it's a really old example of like hypnosis or whatever, but Mm -hmm. we can trick ourselves. Things have as much power as we give them. So our crystals, our herbs are, you know, herbs are actually not a good example, but um, essential oils, things like that. So yes, they are going to be helpful in some ways because we give them power. And like, yeah,
1: like when you when you're saying like, you're if you're holding a rock of lithium, that's not Mm -hmm. the same thing as taking lithium under the supervision of a doctor. And same with like, I mean, and like we a lot of plants, a lot of plants have have a lot of really great uses, some of them like aspirin, we get it from. Tree bark, like a lot of a lot of the the medications that we take, uh, the you know, the active ingredients. I'm a big, big um, proponent
2: of herbal medicine. I should say,
1: yeah, a, <laughs> I'm lot a of big that, fan. A lot herbs. of that, a lot of that stuff comes from herbs. Like so, so like that is going to do something when you put it in your body, but but when it's something that you're just holding or you're just rubbing into like on top of your skin or something like that putting it on the soles of your, water. your feet or you're putting it in the light of the moon like that is a little bit more i, mean, I don't know you shouldn't be spending like a lot of money on that i would say yeah. yeah if it makes you happy you can do it but just you know if it makes you broke ugh.
2: That's, yeah, and, you're uh, that's the other thing. If you have a ton of disposable income and you want to go do this, like oh, you yeah. want to go buy a bunch of rocks, like send send us some rocks, man. Like we'll give we'll shoot up a P.O. box or something. Like Yeah. Yeah. Send us rocks. If you've got money for it, go nuts. I think most of us don't.
1: (laughs) I think there may be something problematic about like the way crystals are extracted. So if you're going to send us rocks, make sure that they're ethically sourced, but yes.
2: Yes, please. (laughs) Yes, please. Please no, no child labor rocks. No
0: child labor labor. crystals. We want. I'm going to continue
2: disrespecting them by calling them rocks because I find it very amusing.
1: (laughs) Yes, uh, me too. Okay, I'm just gonna read this list. Juice Plus is an MLM wellness MLM.
2: Um, Nike. Yeah. Sorry, I have a point about Juice that I promised I would make. Oh. Um, I yes. one of my coworkers. I spoke with her. And I was like, Hey, can you think of like any like health based MLMs? And she just listed it off. Juice Plus was the first one that she did. Okay. And something. She's nice. a nutritionist as well, and she one of the things that we talked about. Was that um, juice specifically, the vitamins in juice are very, um, a a clock starts ticking as soon as it's extracted, even with cold press. And so within about 48 Mm -hmm. hours, about like 80% of the like vitamin content is gone. (laughs) And the other thing is that most vitamins are photosensitive. So light sensitive. So all those pretty like bottles of glass juice that you see that are like little jewels at the supermarket. Yeah, girl. All marketing. It's oh. you want to see the color if you could. If you actually wanted to store it in a way that was like maintaining the nutritional content of the juice, it would be in like amber bottles or blackout bottles because otherwise, mm. uh, they're just sitting there losing all of the good stuff about them. And, uh, oh. yeah,
1: good to know. Yeah. Get Little to note, know. um, there's Nikon, Nikin. um, that's that's one, uh, for uh, forever living. Uh, another one that sells a whole bunch of different stuff, Herbalife Nutrition. One of the oldest that, on the list. One of yeah, um, and and Ar- Arbon as well um, is an MLM, so just watch out there. And Oriflame is is another one that does uh, wellness projects. Is Isagenix ah oh, those uh, smoothies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Shakely, another smoothie one. Um, And the, ooh,
2: Melaleuca Wellness Company. Melaleuca is a very old one. They do a lot of cleaning products as well. Yeah. Yeah. So they have nutrition products,
1: cleaning products, they've got lots of stuff. Okay. So that's, that's just the ones that I was able to find. um, But you know, if, you, if there's more, you can send it the, to us so we can. Work. The
2: general theme of those two is that your environment is toxic. The food you're eating is toxic and it's making you sick mm-hmm. and it's breaking you. And the only way to be better is to buy our cleaning products, to eat our food, et cetera, et cetera. There's also like and a. I weird- I would like to
1: ask. Oh, sorry. I, I would like to ask those people, what is a toxin? <laughs> What are you talking about?
2: Like, don't, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of nasty stuff we put in things, but like considering that, um, the generation above us was raised, like pretty much just coated in lead paint (laughs) is a pretty good indicator that like our bodies are really good at getting lead is one of the most dangerous substances in the world. There are, there are writings in ancient Greek of like, do not use lead bowls to prepare this. It makes you sick. Like. We have known this, and for whatever reason, like since the Industrial Revolution, we're like let's great. We're going to put it in everything, and it it <laughs> a lot of the, how it affects people is um like mentally, like it it, it affects like their ability yeah. to learn. It presents in like a number of ways, and it messes up your system real real hard. And yet here we so all are still.
1: If someone was just, if someone's like, this will clear out your toxins and you say, and you ask them, what is, what is a toxin? What toxin are you talking about? And they can't answer you. That's a, a red flag. If they say like, lead, <laughs> then you can be like, okay, what am I eating that has lead in it? Like, like those are the kind of questions that I would encourage people to Here, ask Here's a great you. line.
2: Um, what, what is the chelating agent in this supplement that is going to help me uh, remove lead from my body?
1: Yes. Just say that. Write it down. I don't know what it means, but (laughs) they probably don't know what it means either. Also uh, one that is, that seems very, (laughs) very um, obvious, but it actually stumps people is what does this do? (laughs) What does it do? And then they'll be like, well, it just makes your life better and blah, blah, blah. But like, how?
0: What does it do?
2: How does it do it? What is the mechanism of action?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So if they can't answer those questions, yeah. And of course, you don't want to like bully your friends who've fallen into um, uh, MLMs. But I always say, plant a seed. Just ask a few questions and then be like, not for me, thanks. And hopefully... uh, that will help those people who are kind of trapped in that situation eventually realize uh, that they need to get out. It hurts the people who are, who are working. Yeah. MLMs
2: are forward. just like capitalism on steroids. Honestly, they're all the worst <laughs> parts of like trickle down capitalism and mm-hmm. it just distilled into one particular type of business model that we all as a society have agreed is problematic but if you yes. say own a company and you can't pay your workers like a living wage without like losing yeah. profit, then that business model doesn't work either. It's
1: all broken. And I broken. think uh, John Oliver has a good video on MLMs, and like he breaks it down about how it's mathematically impossible to for MLMs to work the way that they claim. He does.
2: So, he really does.
1: Yeah, it's a
0: it's a good yeah. one. Maybe we'll just do a whole bunch of links in the in the <laughs> episode notes. Yeah, lots of resources so that people can like listen more about MLMs if they're interested or um, what to look out for as well and just different to companies and
2: I think something that we we maybe like glazed over right at the top of the show was that um, you know someone who's seeking seeking a way to like a way out of their mental illness or a way to fix or cure themselves is at risk of being taken advantage of by these mlms but like as on on a whole like people who are living with mental illness or or also people living on um like marginalized piece like parts of society uh where they're like say financially like a lot closer to homelessness or to like not being able to pay basic bills like they are at a much higher risk of of being like prey for mlms um than like say the average population so if like Mm -hmm. if you're struggling in in this way like in your own head Mm -hmm. and then someone that you trust to a degree kind of you know brings you into this and there is like a sense of like teams on a lot of those and like camaraderie and they do like retreats Mm -hmm. and those classes and the things at the hilton ballroom and you laugh with Mm -hmm. people and they're so nice to you
0: people want human connection people want a family people want a community and when you're vulnerable, like, and I mean, that's why we started this podcast, right? To create some sort of sense of community and some sort of sense of, you know, relatability. And that's free. That, that's people. free. <laughs> and we're not telling you, you have to work for us, but <laughs> to get that.
2: Yeah. But listen to I'm this podcast saying, instead of selling Melaleuca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you will save money actually.
1: (laughs) The thing that I want everybody to know is like mental illness makes you a cult risk. That's what they used to call me. And then I like definitely almost joined some cults. And so whenever I hear like, you know, things about people joining Scientology or something like that, I never, I'm never like, Oh my God, how stupid. Like, I'm like, that could have been me, you know, if (laughs) like, um, so the people who are, joining these things who are buying these things who are really like falling hook, line and sinker. They're not, they're often not people who have a lot of money. They're often people who are struggling financially and mentally. And it's, you know, we can be like, Oh, everyone can believe what they want to believe and everybody can run their business how they want to run their business. But if it's actually um, predatory, if it's actually going after vulnerable people and making their lives worse, we do have to say something, which is why I I feel okay saying the names of these, these companies and stuff. Cause it's like, we like, no, (laughs) it's not okay because it could have been me. It could have been you. And it will be thousands of other people who don't have the money and don't have the time and like, just end up digging themselves into a bigger hole. You're talking to a girl who spoke to
0: Crystal's. So <laughs> you are talking to the right person. And I can't I honestly, like, the more that I've learned about MLMs in this podcast, and the more that I've learned about how um, certain companies and certain pretend wellness companies prey on people with mental health issues and vulnerable people with mental illnesses, the more I realize that, hey, if you're in that situation, we're not judging you. We're not here to say you can't believe you got yourself in this position and we're not here to say, you know, you should have known better because we didn't know better and we Mm -hmm. were in those situations. So we're just trying to just spread our truth and talk about what our experiences were with these situations. And if you're in the same situation and you can relate to something that we've said, then give it a thought, you know, make your own decision. But I, we just hope that we've opened your eyes to through our experiences so that you too can live a healthy and life and not be taken advantage of.
2: I think it's really important that um, to note how, how we use the term predatory here. Like we don't, we, we're not talking about these businesses as though they exist just, you know, pure, you know, neutral in the universe. Like, when we use the term predatory, we mean they are looking for specific types of people to do specific things and to then make money off of them, which is unfortunately the world we live in. Mm-hmm. But if if you become prey to predatory practices, that is not necessarily your fault. You are not, no. you did not do anything wrong. You uh-huh. existed no. in the bracket they that literally... they were looking for. Yeah, literally <laughs> They
1: have like a binder and like it describes everything that's going on in your life. And then it, <laughs> they and then it says, well, if this person is experiencing this, say this and say this. And like they're they're setting traps for you. So, yeah, you fell into one. Yeah, we so like, did
0: we. <laughs> yeah, it's what they do. It's what they're good at. And we've all been there. People that are listening, and we're we're here for you. So what can we what can we take away from this, like regarding like what like you said, for example, previously that if we're looking to get into like naturopathy and like natural medicine and not Western medicine, you know, be prepared to buck up. But then at the same time, with MLMs, be prepared to buck up because we're <laughs> gonna have to buck up for that too. So it's kind of like, well, how do I know, like, why do I, why do I have to spend all of this money? What's the, what's the outcome that I'm going to have for me spending all this money when in the end this pill that I'm taking from my doctor is fixing me? Yes. Giving me a couple side effects, but like, what's the draw, what's the draw there? Why do people are, why do people look for um, natural medicine?
2: So, I think everyone's everyone's different. For, for me personally, um, my, my side effects that I, I got from being on psychotropics was too too much for, for me um, mm-hmm. for, for what I was experiencing when I wasn't on them. So for me, that was an indicator that maybe I needed to look at this in a bit of a different way. So I did a, a ton of therapy on medication as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the medication was a tool. It allowed me a bit of space from what was going on in my own head, along with like a number of other things that I did. But it allowed me to be able to get some distance and be able to look at things in a real way um, Mm -hmm. and go, okay, well, this is what's going on. Here's, here are some different ways I can address it. And it allowed me to, to get off of that medication. I was super, super lucky. I, um, I also, so I should also say, I have like some chronic Physical health issues that were also affecting my mental health. And I, for a very long time, kind of separated the idea of brain and body. Like these are two separate things. They don't interact, which is not true at all. (laughs) Um, So I was around people who were not only highly educated and skilled at what they were doing, but they were also incredibly ethical. Like these were people who were telling me like, look, this is, this is what I think is going on with you. I know you're doing all of this other stuff. Here are some things you can try. I know financially that you are not in a place where you can go and do, you know, X, Y, Z. So here are some other options. Mm. And I think that's really, yeah. really important. Any so practitioner who is it. not, yeah, you, you need like pa- practitioners should be able to work with you. Like, no, they all went to school. Um, They all have student loans to pay and, you know, food to put on their tables. So like, you know, I'm not saying free work, but if a doctor says I can fix you and it's going to cost you, you know, two grand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you say, look, I do not have two grand, but I want to get better. I am committed to getting better. Is there a way we can work around this? Is there a payment plan? Is there other things yeah. I can be doing? You know, is there stuff like, are there resources that you know of that I can be working on in the interim while I'm saving up? And Your if they say, nah, huge. You're no, no, there's, there's nothing. I don't have anything like, they may not necessarily be trying to scam you but they're not the type of practitioner who i in my opinion you should be working with
1: uh, that's that's a really good point because i think you should treat like non-traditional and traditional practitioners that same way whereas if where if you're saying this say this side effect of this medication i can't i can't handle it like once i i went to a, a psychiatrist and i was like I'm sleeping 15 hours a day, and she was like, "Oh, that's fine,"
0: because yeah, I was because
1: I wasn't doing other things. Now, yeah. I, then that fortunately that clinic closed, and I was transferred, and I went to the next psychiatrist, my dream psychiatrist. He's so amazing, and unfortunately, <laughs> does not work in um, outpatient anymore. But he said, "What you're sleeping 15 hours a day? No, that's not okay," and and every Every side effect I would bring up, he'd be like, "Do you want to, do you want to do something about that?" Like, if, if there was no uh, medication that could deal with it, like for example, sexual side effects, he's like, "Well, right now at the hospital, they're having this mindfulness trial. You can, you can try that." And she, you know, he he got me into the DBT program at um, at VGH. Okay, there's probably a lot of, like letters for people. We'll deal with that later. But like, <laughs> th- but like when people listen to you and when you say no this isn't working and they're like okay well let's see what else we can do instead of being like "Eh, this is what I give you and like that's that's a huge a huge thing that I think if you just keep that in your mind all the time you'll be you'll be protected against some of these people and even like so I one of the I think most helpful things that I did that was ridiculously way too expensive was transcendental meditation and Mm. I think transcendental meditation has like there it's has some good there's some good things about it it's way too expensive so transcendental meditation they give you a mantra um it's based on the teachings of Maharishi in the 60s it was huge the Beatles did it it was like a very big trend um I was I was told that it would fix everything by my friend who did it. Um, but when I went to the practitioner ladies, the lady who taught it to me, she did not say that. And not only did she not say that, she said I, she realized that I, you know, didn't have the whole amount of money. And so she gave me 50% off which, which even though I wasn't a student and she let me do a payment plan of $90. It was still too much for what it was, but like she cared and I don't like regret doing that because it was in the end kind of helpful and I could tell that this lady really wanted to help me and she really believed in what she was teaching and therefore she wanted to make it as accessible to me as possible. Whereas say I go to this this, um, I don't know, spiritual counselor who, who I show up and she says, well, yeah, you got to put crystals in your bra and um, (laughs) imagine yourself in a pink bubble and that will, and, and $300 please. And would you like to make another appointment? And, and like, this is how much the crystal is. And like, just, just like, just clearly like adding on, things. This is all, this also happened to me with an Ayurvedic doctor who he, he was a a white man in a mansion. So maybe also if you, if you show up somewhere and it's a white man in a mansion, maybe you don't do that, but like, that's a warning sign
2: folks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like being
1: like, okay. And maybe you should also buy my book and like, just like really, if you show up and you are, um, clearly, uh, like, uh, say, a young person or somebody who doesn't have a lot of money, I mean, maybe say say that, like, up front, because, yeah, I totally agree. If people are going to be willing to work with you in that way, um, that's a good sign, no matter what treatment you're getting.
2: Yeah, I think that's... <laughs> a a massive red flag for me is upselling in any way. Um, And I know it's really, it is problematic. It's like when you're in a for-profit healthcare position, which like I work in that position and I have to every day kind of ethically toe a line of like what is an okay, like, you know, what's an okay thing to mention to somebody when I'm checking them out versus what is not okay. And like, you know, in a perfect world, I could upsell things and that are, you know, applicable to everyone, but I don't know everyone's, health issues, right? So I'm not going to try and upsell something to someone that they might or, not necessarily need.
0: Or financial issues or like mental health vulnerability. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's just like yeah. for for me, <laughs> I try to not recommend anything that's going to cost a lot of money to anybody, um which really ties into the whole idea of like friends recommending stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. talk about cuz I think Yeah.
2: So it's like okay, so there's You know, it's, it's already hard to tell, like, who's good, who's bad, who's, you know, predatory, who's not. Okay, well, we can trust our friends, right? Like, our friends have our best interests at heart. And if they're saying something works, then it must be, right? Not the case, unfortunately. And for a reason that I think is, like, everyone knows, but probably doesn't want to admit to themselves. We are all so radically different our brains are so different. Our lived experiences are so different. Like you guys are an excellent example of it, you know, both experiencing what like down to the, you know, the subsection of your condition, this same condition and you're two radically different people. Yeah. So, you know, what Sarah might recommend for you, even though it worked for her, sorry, you being Jessica, uh, might not Work because you guys are two different people. So someone walking up to me and saying, "Oh, you need to try this thing. It changed my life. It is literally the best thing ever," and I could go and I could put my whole heart into it. I could believe in it with every, you know, little piece of my soul, and it might not work. And then I'm gonna sit there with my friend, and my friend is gonna do one of two things. They're gonna ask, "Oh, well, why didn't it work? It work for me?" Mm-hmm. Uh, or they're gonna go. Oh, well, you know, you probably, you just need to do this or you just need to do that.
0: Because they don't want to be wrong and they don't want to know that they steered you in like a direction that didn't work for you. They want to be the person that helped you.
1: Yeah. And this is, this even happened to me with um, a therapist, like a friend recommending a therapist. And I went and like, because of my personal background and my personal trauma, this therapist was so wrong for me. So wrong, um, and I I went back like too many times because I was like, well, I my friend is so smart and she's doing so well and this is her favorite therapist, um, and and it made me question like all the times that red flags came up where I was like, oh, this feels inappropriate, um, and of course it's just because we we have such different. Different backgrounds that, like, okay, certain things that are going to trigger me aren't going to trigger her, and Mm -hmm. you know, it's just so many different things. And that's another thing that that you will have to spend money on as well as like therapy. So treat treat therapy in the similar way where you need to tell therapists, okay, this is what works for me, this doesn't, and if they're not listening, you move on to somebody else. And especially if you can find a therapist with a sliding scale, that would be really great too.
0: Yeah. Another thing um that I want people to know is that you know, when with your friends like don't recommend medication. No. Don't say, no, like no, no. that's the biggest thing. Like for example, like what Sarah takes and what I take are vastly different. Mm-hmm. Like like though we haven't gone into detail about like what I take and what you take, like I'm like sort of aware of the medication you take and it's like Completely different than mine. Like I have a mood stabilizer, an antidepressant, uh, um, anti uh, psychotic for the psychosis. and um, and it's just like, oh, and then another medication for the side effects and the tremors, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. another medication for other side effects. And you know, it's in, of course, you know, I don't know if some of you know, but I'm actually going to be seeing a doctor to change over. 100% of my medication. So that's going to be a journey that we will be documenting um, so that it is safe for me to have children because right now I actually can't have children on the medication I have because it'll cause major birth defects, which is another thing we will talk about on another episode <laughs> of podcast. Being a woman, maybe being a mother and having bipolar is you yeah. know, probably going to be a challenging thing for us. Um, mm-hmm, British but- Columbia
2: has an excellent program to help uh mothers experiencing like bipolar um like postnatal stuff yeah, it's called the I cuddles actually- program.
0: Oh, oh I actually had a meeting with um BC women's prenatal psychiatric uh area and I had a zoom meeting with them and she was the one that recommended for me to change all of my medication over and uh, go through the process that I'm going through right now so yeah yeah, but again like am I going to be like hey Sarah guess what like this medication worked for me and now my tremors are gone and my twitching is gone Mm -hmm. so I'm going to like you should you should ask your doctor about it
2: it's changed my life like no, absolutely not. No. That line, and it is is—it is crazy. Yeah. And we, we get it from American television because you can't do that here. You can't advertise medication in Canada the way they can in the US. Mm-hmm. Ask your doctor if this drug is right for you, may cause a whole host of things, including death and erectile <laughs> dysfunction, but you should ask <laughs> your doctor anyway. It's insane. It is absolutely bonkers that we go shopping <laughs> for drugs the way we do. It's nuts. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And it's really unfortunate because of how drug companies are interlinked in with doctors. It makes it, unless you have a doctor who's very, very interested in pharmacology, they just, uh, or a specialist and, you know, in your guys' case, like for psychiatrists, like they need to know about the drugs going on in their sphere. So if you're going to see a GP, they're going to recommend like the same six meds because they're just not educated about all of the different ones that might be options because it's not mm-hmm. their specialty, right
1: which is why i really recommend going to a psychiatrist because you want to know you want to be with people who who really know what they're talking about and again if your psychiatrist is acting like a
0: jerk <laughs> yeah find <Move>. another one <laughs> keep going that's what i did with mine mine was a total jerk and i'm I was like, you yeah. know what no i'm leaving you but hey have a pharmacologist too i actually just um recently this year got a pharmacologist uh, at UBC and they are so helpful and they just kind of go through the medication if you have any questions about the medication they're like oh yeah these are the side effects and this is what it does they're not doctors they're not going to tell you take this take that take this but it's actually nice to just know a little bit about Mm -hmm. what you're taking you yeah totally
2: Pharmacists have actually had their uh, scope of practice expanded in the last few years in British Columbia. It's an, an, mm-hmm. The MSP system is really overloaded family doctors and prescribers. So um, people like like nurses, uh, LPNs, RNs, and pharmacists have all had their scope of practices expanded so that they can better serve individuals because the doctors, um, are, are, they're so loaded that they can't do what they're supposed to do. So um, pharmacists are uh, an amazing wealth of information. Like if you ever, you know, like if you're on a number of medications and you're concerned, like making an appointment Mm -hmm. with a pharmacist, you can do it at almost any pharmacy to discuss them is a total, like it's an option. And if you, you know, talk something over with a pharmacist and then go to your doctor and say, look, you know, I had this conversation and I'm a little concerned about this, this and that, like it, it's that person who can be in your corner because you're not a doctor. You're not a pharmacist. Actually. I don't know you, maybe you are, who knows, but um, (laughs) we don't know what your
0: occupation is.
2: (laughs) If you, if you're in that kind of space um, you know, a pharmacist saying like, Oh, you know, I think, you know, all of these things like let's uh, let's take a look. Um, One of the things that I think is like really important as we're saying, like, oh, just do this, just do that, just do all these things is like for so many people living with mental health concerns, like, um, you know, disproportionately, like the indigenous population in Canada. Yes. Um, These things are not here. Like it is, even with First Nations health, it is so hard to get a psychiatrist's um, I, I referral. I
1: toured around British Columbia. Um, And I, when I was in the like Northern BC, and I was trying to get those kids help. And the nearest hospital was nine hours away and nobody would drive them because their parents didn't believe them. Like it was fucking
2: heartbreaking. It's it's, it's horrifying. And it's like, it's one thing for us sitting That's here awesome. in this very metropolitan area of Canada and say like, oh yeah, just do this. Just have this. So just, privileged. Like, and it is so, so far and away out of the world of, of, um, of possibility for a lot of people. So I just want to cover like, if you were... If you are living in this space where you do, you don't have the money, you don't have the access, you don't have this, like, here are some, you know, options you may have, like, here are some places you might want to check out, here are some people that might be safe to talk to, because... Yeah. Like you're right. Like if you're up in the North somewhere nearest yeah. hospitals, an hour away, there's one walk-in clinic with some doctor who doesn't like indigenous people. And, and it also indigenous. doesn't
1: want to be there. So they're only going to be there for <laughs> one year. <laughs> like that's a huge thing up in up North is they get teachers and doctors to be there they pay them to be there for a year and they pay them extra because nobody wants to live out there. Yeah, I mean, Northern bonus. <laughs> I would, I would definitely for, for anyone, any one of those people listening, I would definitely say There's also a lot of, um, uh, we can link this, but there's also a lot of indigenous mental health um, groups in Northern BC and um, even in the Kootenays that are like joining together so that I think you could reach out to them and a doctor at the same time.
2: I think pharmacists are like, as you said, uh, Jessica, it's it's a super... Super amazing resource. Like um, mm-hmm, they're very, uh-huh. very knowledgeable. Like I, I did a very small, small bit of pharmacy for, um, for my uh, certifications in lab, and it is, it's crazy. <laughs> they're <gasps> insanely smart people, um, yeah. who can be real advocates for you when you're when you're talking to your doctor about your medication. So, and and they are a resource that is available to you under MSP, uh, and it, d- it doesn't cost you extra money.
1: Um. So also in a lot of small towns, there are not a lot of counselors. Um, and especially if you are say LGBT, um, something like that, where, you know, you feel like you maybe live in a more religious town or something like that. You don't trust the marginalized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any, any sort of marginalized, um, if you identify with any marginalized group, um, and you don't feel comfortable going to that that therapist? There are online therapists. Um and you know Thanks have, to COVID. <laughs> thanks thanks to COVID, but also you Honestly. <laughs> there are those those um the apps where you can text your uh, text a therapist and I and I looked up I lo- I made sure to um research them and they only hire therapists who have like the master's degree training in clinical counseling. So it's not just like some person Hmm. and, um, and like, of course, use all the same precautions that you would, you know, dealing with someone in, um, in real life, but that is available to, to you. And it's, um, slightly less expensive than seeing a
0: counselor in person as well. So we can link that for anybody who wants to look into that too I know I've looked into that personally um before my clinic offered me a position with a counselor there and I was tempted to do it and and use it as well so before I got help with my case manager and my and my counselor so
2: yeah another option is um student counselors or intern counselors people who are um master's level students who are then um Finishing the one-year practicum that they have to do before they become certified in counseling.
0: Yes, at separate universities, yeah. they have, and it's super affordable.
2: Yeah, yeah. we have it at um, at my clinic right now for fifty-five dollars. Uh, so we have a bunch of uh, people who are joining for for online sessions with these students um, for a number of reasons, and are you know paying. Fifty-five bucks, and it's like for for a lot of, and we do have a few sliding scale people as well. So, like, it, mm. you know, there there are options. None, of, a lot of them aren't free. It's really unfortunate. It, it is a failing of our medical system that things yeah. like you know, dental care and mental health care are not covered, even though they are very um, deeply linked to overall health. It's it's not fair, but it's unfortunately the system that we're operating in right now. Even getting a naturopath, uh, it, it's not free if you don't have extended health insurance you're paying out of pocket. So expect to be spending a bit of money, um, which is unfortunate and expect, uh, expect people to try and fix you. That is generally how it seems to work. And it's not, uh, it's, it's just not, it's, it's not the way to look at things. And, and most counselors would not even like, they don't tell you that you need to be fixed. Like we are whole, we are born whole, and some of us have certain struggles, uh, and that's totally fair. But we're not we're not missing pieces of ourselves that only others can help us find, and that I think is probably the first red flag. Like if someone's promising to be able to find that missing piece for you, or only with their help, will you be able to be fixed? I actually used I did work for a, a doctor who I won't name here because, uh, yeah, lawsuits. But uh, he he that's how he would go towards draw. like only I can fix you only I have that mm-hmm. power and mm-hmm. if you are not with me your life is over and like he would yeah. talk to patients like that and about patients like that
0: yeah and yeah and you were saying too like if you don't do the work it's your fault that I, I remember you mentioning something like that just in a previous conversation that like it's not his fault if you don't get better it's your fault because you're not following
2: his yeah, it's and kind of a right. perfect system, right? From from their mm. end, right? Like if you do it right, then you followed their rules and and you have done what you were supposed to do. You were what you were instructed to do, and and good for you. If you fail, which you know totally can happen, as is the case with mental health, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, you that failure is yours. You didn't do something right. You didn't follow instructions, and that's just such a broken broken way to look at mental health care and it's, it's deeply unfair. And for people who are already dealing with things like bipolar disorder, that added guilt and the anxiety from, from that perceived failure is doing nobody any favors. Right.
1: Oh my goodness. That really rings true for me as so many situations that I got myself into where I was paying people a lot of money. um, But I was the one failing because I wasn't meditating for Uh, 40 minutes every day, or I wasn't eating, I, I, I ate this mushroom and I shouldn't have eaten this mushroom or this carrot. And, and, you know, it was my fault. I didn't take the dose every day. Um, And uh, so I felt hopeless. I didn't think these people, their, their, their cures, uh, air quotes, cures were broken, were, were useless. I thought I was useless. Um, And that's definitely something I experienced a lot was just like this problem where I could not follow the strict diets that some of these people would give you or the strict uh, schedules that they would give you. And I remember once phoning my aunt and saying, I think I'm going to go back on medication. And she said, you know what? Going on medication sucks, but you know what else sucks is trying to follow a crazy diet and, and failing and feeling like shit. And that's like the smartest thing she's ever said to me because yeah. she's like, she's so, like, it, both of those things suck. So you have to just choose. The which less expensive
2: one. one. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the least sucky option.
1: The yeah. least sucky option because that's... mental health care is,
2: Yeah. That's the reality of just the human condition. A lot of the times it is not, you know, the right or the wrong or the perfect and the imperfect. It is two sucky options and us choosing the least sucky one for the time being. And that is just life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that goes on just with women in general that we don't talk about because of shame or because society tells us we're not supposed to or just because it's this ongoing thing of like, well, no one's talked about it before and it must just be me and I must just be broken. So I'm just not gonna say anything about it. And it is really, really horrifying. And so the more that we all have these conversations with ourselves, either on a recording for a podcast or over coffee with your friend, it is Mm -hmm. just so important is it's the only way that this stuff comes to light. It's the only way that it becomes normalized is if you talk about it with people. Yeah.
0: yes mm-hmm. like my psychosis
2: yeah yes.
0: good good job good yeah. job for sharing mm-hmm. that was super hard super like that was the hardest thing i've ever done for all of us oh that's, yeah you did
2: so good well. job jess yeah,
0: all right well thank you so much jess for being with us today
2: yeah. thanks for having me it was such a lovely time
0: and thank you, Sarah, for sharing all of your knowledge about MLMs and your personal experience. I know it's always challenging to talk about things like that, but it's great to get that information out there for other people to know and be aware of.
1: Well, thanks for listening to me and and not thinking that I'm the annoying person who's ruining everybody's fun. Because that's no. sometimes <laughs> what I feel like.
2: <laughs> that is such a thing that it goes through my head literally all the time. Oh my gosh, you
0: guys have like... <laughs> so many similarities. It was actually really funny just sitting here listening to both of you talk about things that I'm, you know, I don't know too much about. Um, I've definitely learned a lot from you guys and viewers, I mean, listeners, because you guys aren't viewing anything. Um, I hope you learned a lot too. So make sure to be kind to everyone you're going through. I mean, oh my gosh, so I'm so tired. So (laughs) be, so be, sure to be kind to everyone around you because you never know what they might be going through. Sprinkle love everywhere you go. we do kumbaya breathing exercises Jess it's not kumbaya breathing exercises (laughs) Jess is helping us
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's helping me but I need it